0: Welcome to episode 15. You guys, I am so excited to share this one with you all. I had so much fun with it, and it's definitely the most I've ever laughed during an interview. Today's guest is Chris Reed. Chris is the guitarist from The Eye Blind, and when I interview musicians, it's like a box of chocolates. I never know what I'm gonna get. With him, though, it was an amazing interview and experience. I loved having a conversation with Substance, Um, we got to chat about his musical influences, what really got him into music, and a couple of funny stories, and one of them is actually he didn't even know who Third Eye Blind was whenever he joined the band. In his defense though, he is from Ireland, so we'll let that one slide. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. This is Unleash Your Inner Legend, a podcast featuring modern day legends sharing their life choices habits, and routines that got them to where they are today. Get ready to be inspired and to take massive action to unleash your inner legend. Hey everyone, I'm here with Chris Reed with Third Eye Blind. How are you today?
1: Very well, thank you very much. How are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. So we're here catching you guys on the Summer of Gods tour and almost the end of it, right? How many stops do you guys have left?
1: Um, <laughs> fucking, which one is this? Dust? I do You can edit this crap uh tomorrow tomorrow we're doing the Houston show yeah. tomorrow's Saturday yes Now Sunday we fly to Phoenix Wow we three days off to of Phoenix and then we do four shows and that's it and then me and Stephen our singer and Danny Stevens Tech we all live in San Francisco so we're gonna ride our bus which we've never done before and Steven's <laughs> never done it in the entire his entire career he was like'm gonna ride the the bus and I was like where's it going to drop us and he was like at our houses just <laughs> like the absolute baller move pshh, the fucking tour bus pulls up and you open the door and you're like all right you guys pshh, roll out your suitcase in <laughs> your home yeah so it's the ballerest thing to do
0: I hope you document that with much of your techie gadgets are you going to document that trip
1: you're goddamn right I will <laughs> Holly. yeah absolutely man yeah <laughs> all of that
0: uh, <laughs> very cool well how has the tour been so far
1: uh, fab, I either we're getting older or I'm taking on too many things to do at the moment, but I feel like we've less time, mm. we used to have, it felt like we had more time, we'd get up and do a bunch of shit, we'd go take cycles, we'd all like the 3EB cycle gang, we'd all get our bikes <laughs> and fucking cycle around after soundcheck and all that shit. And I was just talking to our front of house engineer Robert the other day and I was like, I was out at front of house with him and we were listening to the guitar tones and talking through some stuff like that. And I was going, we used to do this every day. And he was like, "I know, man. Where did all the fucking time go?" And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah. But so the tour's been fab. The show's been going fucking great, and all of that. But yeah, I I'm just like I seem to be moving from crisis to crisis every day. I'm kind of going, "Oh, I gotta do this now," and then I gotta do go this. Right now. And that guy doesn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad, yeah, our, our drummer. We just rip on each other every day, all day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how we say good morning to each other, is that.
0: Oh, that's a great way.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm flipping off Brad with my finger, podcast listeners.
0: Well, cool. Let's talk about you. So, like, you're not, like, a founding member of Thrive Lines. So how did you get into this band? Because of fucking Brad. Fucking Brad.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we played in a band in L.A. together. And uh, then, uh, I'm talking about you. And then, (laughs) and then, uh. And then he invited me to come and try out for Third Eye Blind, didn't you? Fake
0: things.
1: <laughs> 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 and uh, we did a show in Hawaii together. He just called me up and was like, hey, how's your year looking? And I was like, huh? And then he goes, uh, we got a show on Saturday in Hawaii. You Want to <laughs> come out and do that with us? And I was like, okay. And I'd have to go learn the songs because
0: yeah.
1: I never heard of Third Eye before. really I grew up in Dublin an yeah, Ireland, yeah, yeah. and they're not a big band over there so yeah so I was just like oh I'll just go learn the songs then and he sent me a set list and I just learned the songs and then turned up and met Steven and like the first time I met Steven he, he was like you know hey man you know and he's really tall and I was like hey how's it going and he's like Steven and I was like Chris like I thought I was like going like this and then Brad goes that's our singer <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. right. so uh yeah, so that was it. We tried it. And then after the show on, on the Saturday or whatever, Stephen said, All right, you got the gig. Go back to Dublin, grab your guitars. And that was like 10 years ago in February. So and that,
0: was, that was all history from there, right? That's awesome. It's all,
1: yeah, it's just been a fucking rollercoaster. It's amazing. Yeah. It's
0: yeah, It's interesting to see how, like, I guess you already had to connect with Brad, but it was interesting to see you guys just literally just went on. Just hmm. just did it. Yeah. Just was the band. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it wasn't for a few weeks before I realized how big the band were. Yeah. I was like, God, Brad's band are really big. <laughs> we are playing a gig and there was fucking loads of people singing along as well.
0: Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty
1: cool, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So obviously for you to learn the set list or to learn that music within the short am- amount of time, you're very talented. Musi- yes, Music, am
1: phenomenally, absolutely it's, it's like, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm stating the obvious here. Um, well, the funny thing is,
1: I, to, I learned the songs by ear, I just sat down and worked wow. them out. And there's loads of weird tunings and all kinds of crazy shit like that. And I was going, yeah. It's really interesting. So I learned them all like that. And then, like I said, a few weeks later, I found out how big the band were. And I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. So I went on like the internet, <laughs> and there was like a whole a whole bunch. Is all right, on this Yes. Podcast?
0: Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm just
1: checking, fuck because yeah. it's hard to get me. you totally hot.
0: cool. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah. So I went on the internet then, and I was like, fuck, there's like loads of people yeah. have already worked out these songs. Like, there's loads of tabs and all that crap online. So, so I went and checked myself, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right. So, yeah. very cool. Yeah, it was
0: cool. So, what got you into music?
1: Um, probably my dad. I mean, I'd say like my dad and Prince.
0: Yeah, right. Cool.
1: because my dad's a music nut he's just a big big music fan he's got tons of records and a big hi-fi system and he's a photographer so I get all of that stuff from my dad as well but my dad can't sing or play an instrument or anything like that you know, my mum can sing and then me and my brother were just obsessed with music since we were kids for me it was like Prince, when I saw Prince I was like that I want to do that, <laughs> I want to go to there, so uh yeah, just Prince. I just listened to Prince obsessively yeah. from, like, the age of nine until probably 14 or 15. And so it was just Prince all the way, and then I heard Guns N' Roses. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, and then I heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they seemed yeah. to be putting Prince and Guns N' Roses together. Yeah. And I was like, God found my people. And, uh, yeah, it just went on from there.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing musical influences. How did you take, like, when Prince had passed, how did that affect you?
1: Oh, yeah, just total fucking shock for, like... Yeah. For like probably a week, like, and then one day I just started fucking. I like had a major like sobbing session. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was like, yeah, it was really impactful when it passed because I, I didn't. I, I, just, I just, I just thought we'd always have Prince. You know yeah. And like Bowie was a shock, but like Bowie was hiding cancer. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Nobody knew that, so that was just like terrible but for whatever reason he was older and all the rest of for whatever reason I was like really sad when David Bowie passed but like Prince was like my everything like when yeah. I was growing up I was like I would save my pocket money to buy Prince records like you know what I mean yeah and it would take a long time I didn't, didn't didn't grow up in a rich family it would take a long time for me to save up that money and it would be just buying the next record that he already you know because mm-hmm. when I discovered him he was like into like Purple Rain Yeah was when I came across Prince so there were all these records that he'd already released Yeah and I was like it's like a treasure trove of <laughs> stuff you know what I mean it's like it's the guy I love and there's all that stuff that he's done and so I just went back to the beginning and you couldn't even get those records in Ireland back then uh, so my family would go to the UK for, for a holiday like you know go see your cousins and drive around and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's like a cheap holiday and you know what I mean and uh, I'd save up my pocket money for the holidays, and I'd go to like the big record store in London and buy fucking like the, ne- the next Prince <laughs> record that I didn't have record, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'd put it on and listen to it. So I was fucking obsessed with it. Yeah.
0: That's so, amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's funny you said that because like, well, similarly to you, um, we grew up with n- little to no money, and my mom would always run tax time. That was our, our like our Christmas in April and um so we, we, she'd get a tax refund and she'd give us money when well, me and my sister we had i don't know 10 bucks put together i think and it was like we were a big ball on it in hastings which is a music place mm-hmm. and we dug and dug and dug and that's the first time i listened to thrive blind was we had found an ep it was like a three dollar sampler like three songs of thrive blind we're cheap <laughs> so well right back then no, though this, this is this is a little bit like this is in the 90s but oh right, right, right. after that we were hooked we played that cassette until it was like like the ribbon had stripped, <laughs> like it was broke.
1: I heard a brilliant story the other day about Jimmy Eat World. So we were big fans of Jimmy Eat World. I used to go see them play ago yeah. in, in London. And I was telling Jim, the singer, I was like, man, massive fan of your band. Saw you open up for Weezer in London and he was like, oh, no way. That was our first time in Europe and all this kind of stuff like that. So m- some mates of mine were telling me the other night, we did like a rig rundown for Premier Guitar. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We did a rig rundown for Premier Guitar a few days ago and uh, the guys were there and they said we're talking about Jimmy World for a minute and they said that album Lead American when it came out he said he was, it was when he was moving to Dallas right and he, I can't remember where he grew up New York or something so he was going to drive from New York to Dallas oh, wow. with his stuff him and his mate they were moving and it was like this is it we're going to move into Dallas <laughs> right and they fucking they put the CD into the CD player they had just gone and were like let's check out this Jimmy World yeah cool bro yeah stuck it in right and they were listening to it And they're driving along Going Yeah it's fucking cool It's fucking cool right? And it was like an 18 hour drive Some shit like that And they were taking turns And the fucking CD player broke So it wouldn't eject the CD So they only had the one CD To listen to For the entire trip And he said They listened to it just on repeat non For the whole fucking trip And when they arrived in Dallas They pulled in <laughs> and uh, they went fucking, they like smoked the joint and played it again when they when they arrived because they loved, they were just in love with it now completely,
0: you know what I mean? So yeah. that's That's an amazing story. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so talking about like Prince and how that affected you, it really makes you think as a musician, obviously I'm not a musician, but I can assume that it makes you think about your legacy as an artist, right? Because Prince is no longer here, but although his music is. Yeah, what do you think about, like, I mean, obviously it's super cool that you're doing a bunch of, like, document documentation, whether it be, like, podcasts, video, I saw the other day you had posted about a podcast coming soon. Yeah. So, let's talk about, like, legacy, and, like, as a musician, what you would like for the world to see and hear after you're gone.
1: Jesus, good work, I suppose, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's why, probably, I do kind of document a lot of what we do in the YouTube series and all that stuff that I've done, which I need to get back to. You. But, uh and the podcast and stuff like that because I think it's important I think it's good work and I think that I'm a first and foremost a fan of music yeah. so that behind the scenes when you can pull back the curtain and see how the sausage is made mm-hmm. you know I think I, I, I'm that's shit that I would watch so if like my favorite band were on tour and their guitar player wanted to fucking make little videos about what it's like being on tour I'd watch the shit out of that you know what I mean so, yeah. so that was kind of my motivation for kind of Documenting all the stuff and then the toys are just like you know those companies give me all these great toys and then they're just so it just gets slightly better every <laughs> year it's like the, oh, the production quality is a little bit better so uh, yeah I think, it, I think it's important to document that stuff I think it's worth preserving Stephen isn't nostalgic at all so he has a tendency to kind of just walk through all of that you know what I mean but for sure like it's it's come in very beneficial to us because, like, there's been times where something has happened, and it's like, did you get that on Did you get that? And I'm like, I got it. And then we have, like, this amazing thing, you know, and it's happened several, several times, so.
0: That's awesome. I think with technology, it's almost like a double-sided sword. Like, we've gotten so used to taking those pictures and shooting those videos, but we never do anything with them. We never print them. We never develop them. We never... I don't know, broadcast them.
1: Well so. yes, it's the whole thing about digital media, but it's the way people consume digital I mean, yeah. consume media now is mm-hmm. is uh is like the four hour news cycle, you know? It's like that's the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah. You know? It's uh, the gratification Whereas like it used to be I'd listen to Prince Records, it's all I had to listen to for fucking four months. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it was like you would just lionize every inch of the broken record sleeve and you know, yes. every single lyric yeah. and every single bit of everything. You you'd know? roll
0: up the sleeve that had all the lyrics to it. Yeah, you'd sing, you'd yes. sing along.
1: The, the most embarrassing story, <laughs> not embarrassing really, but I was like nine or ten years old and I was listening to the Let's Go Crazy single, but it was the 12th single. You know, when they had the, the extended mix, right? <laughs> they had that shit and it was on there. And then on the other side it had this song called Erotic City, right? And it's like this Classic, famous B-side of Prince's that everybody fucking loves, and it's just this groaning, fucking, you know, monotonous beat, just hypnotic, fucking dance tune. And he's got his voice like slowed down a fifth or something, so he's all like, it's all spooky and weird and fucking sexy, right? And I thought it was amazing, and I'm like, it's no it like that, with my fucking headphones on, right? And my dad walks by, and my dad's so so into music that he he wants to, you know, encourage, it. and he's like, you know, oh hey oh what you listening to right so I go oh it's the Prince single and my dad's like oh yeah 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 and he takes, he takes it like this and he goes like yeah yeah great great and it's like Prince on his motorbike on the front and my dad's going uh-huh, mm-hmm, like this and I said I'm listening to the B-side it's called Erotic City and my, I could see my dad turn it over and the other side it's like Erotic City and it's like Prince like lying down on the bed half naked or something like that and I could just see my dad go right right okay right and he just fucking hands it back to me and I was like going, fuck. And then he left the room and I was like, fuck. And I took out the dictionary and I looked up erotic to see what the fuck I was missing. Because I had no idea what that yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. And it said, of sexual pleasure. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant either. Yeah. But I knew that it was bad. It
0: was not PG-13. <laughs> yeah. I'm growing up
1: Catholic in fucking like Dublin, I was like, oh, Jesus. I'm in trouble for this. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. You are packed of funny stories. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so cool. Let's talk about. You guys dropped a single yesterday. Let's yeah, talk we about did.
1: That. Uh, we dropped a single yesterday. Yeah, Screamers, <laughs> the title track. Oh, there's Rico. Hey, Rico. <laughs> I, I sorry. I'll see you. Hey, John I'll see you in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's the guy who complains about his playing here. He lives in downtown Dallas. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, Screamer, like, we yeah. yeah just dropped that yesterday. It's the f- title track and the first track of our new record.
0: So you gave us little details about like how it was composed, the
1: well, yeah, I mean, behind it? Well, so we were working with a producer called Colin Creevy for the last couple of years. Uh, he kind of became like a sixth member of the band sort of thing. He'd just, he would go out to the studio for a few weeks and he'd be there with us every day. So we'd hang out every day and you know, he's just one of our mates, became one of, one of the brothers. And then uh, our previous keyboard player, Alex Kopp, wanted to go on and do some other things. So uh, he felt it was time to move on. So Colin was the natural uh, replacement, as it were. It's like he didn't play any keyboards when he joined, but he started taking piano lessons and stuff like that. He plays guitar quite well, and he's an amazing singer, like Chris Caraba or somebody He sings like that, you know what I mean? So. Uh, and th- and we were writing all these songs with him, so like, you know, the majority of the record has been written with... Con- like, Colin has written, the m- like, the majority of the new record, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, I need to look at the actual stuff, but he's been around for all the recording and the production side of it. And, uh, yeah, he's just a little fucking wizard. So, Screamer is the title track for the record, and uh, it's the opening track on our tour, so... You'll be at the show tonight? Yeah. Yeah. So the first song you'll hear us play tonight That's is awesome. Screamer. Now, we don't play a lot of it because it's a brand new song and no one's yeah. fucking heard it yet. Well, they've all heard it now. but um, So we just play like kind of like the beginning and the, yeah. and the end. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. we skip the whole middle bit. And then we're going to another song, The Kids, which is track two on the new record. So, um, yeah, it's super exciting. It's a pretty heavy pumping song. Big, big, thick riff. And uh, yeah, you can, you'll hear it later.
0: Very cool. <laughs> Um, when, when are you guys going to drop that
1: album? Oh, and Alexis Krauss is in it. Is on yeah. it. I should mm-hmm. fucking say that, shouldn't I? And we just shot a video for it the other day and she flew in to do the video with us in Nashville. We shot the video and it's a lot of people screaming at each other. Not kidding. It's intense, man. When you get a bunch of actors together and yeah. then you're like, and now I want you to scream at that person. It's like scream therapy or something like that. And when Alexis Krauss fucking screams, man, it's like, Wine glasses were smashing. It's <laughs> fucking so intense. I was like, everybody was going, "Oh my god, don't do that again." So, but she's lovely. She's a dote. Did you scream? No, I didn't. I, w- I went to the video shoot. Stephen wanted me to just be around and to kind of, you know, do my usual shit mm-hmm. because we'll always use that footage. And uh, and it, the Steven is the sorry. The video has Stephen in it and Colin is in it because he wanted to have like one of the band members as like an extra who he'll have an interaction with and they scream at each other and so Steven screams <laughs> Stephen screams at Colin and then Colin screams at Stephen and uh yeah it was hilarious it's not you know it's not supposed to be a funny video on that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean you know
0: just like you gotta admit it's yeah. pretty fucking
1: hilarious people screaming at each other
0: but, yeah, <laughs> so when do you guys anticipate on dropping the album?
1: I know the release date I don't know if we're announcing the release okay. date yet I think it was no, I think it's been announced. It's October twenty okay. first. No, October twenty first, the Dublin gig. It's October something. I think we're going to release it. It releases when we play ACL. Perfect. Uh, Austin City Limits. So that's probably not far away for you people.
0: Okay? Yeah. No. Austin. Yeah. No. It's yeah. like an hour flight, if
1: that, oh, or a okay. three-hour drive. Oh, okay. Cool. So I thought I it
0: would just be a drive.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm just going to go to Austin. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we do ACL, and I think we're going to do like a party after our show okay. and it'll be like the record release party yeah so yeah. awesome. it would be cool but yeah it sounds amazing the record sounds incredible the production on it is fucking Colin's a little bit of a wizard don't tell him that and it's funny that I say he's a wizard because he fucking looks like Harry Potter <laughs> like he looks mad like Harry Potter do you see him walking by here he walks like with his head in front of his body like a fucking like a what do you call those things like a penguin yeah he walks like a fucking penguin like that <laughs> so if you see if you see harry potter walking by like a penguin that's probably him that's caught yeah. yeah he's unassuming awesome. but massively talented yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so awesome other than you guys got tour going on still going on you've got your album coming at the end of the year your awesome road trip that you got planned on the tour bus to home what Are else you... do you guys have in store
1: well we'll be off for three weeks um we through. I'm probably going to go to Japan. Japan. I, go, I spend like half the year in Japan. I'm like the mayor of Tokyo. My friends call me now. <laughs> Aren't you the mayor there now? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go to Japan, and then on the thirty first of August we fly back, and we we do like a few shows here and there, and then ACL. Yeah, that'll bring us through September, and, that. and then ACL is October, and then straight after that we fly to Dublin. Fucking represent, <laughs> and then uh, we start our European tour. So we're over there for a few weeks, and then when we finish that, we've got like a day off, and then we start the a U- a US fall tour. Wow, uh, and that'll take us through to December. So it's fucking non stop, yeah. And then we'll probably have a couple of weeks off, and then we we'll be back in the studio, maybe. We're gonna do a few days in the studio in Austin as well. So. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, so for listeners tuning in, what's the best way for them to follow your journey and then connect with you guys as far as like media and everything?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's the website. It's like a central hub, but whatever way people discover their music, they tend to keep it like that. Do you know what I mean? So if we're on Spotify, if you use Spotify and we say the new single's out, they're going to go to Spotify. Yeah. So if I say check it out on YouTube, they're going to be like, well, but I've got Spotify. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's funny. People consume where they live. You know what I mean? So, uh, so the best place to find it is wherever you find good music. And that sounds kind of cheesy, but that's kind of true, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're not, like, it's not a singular platform like, yeah. or anything like that. We'll be out everywhere. Um, also, YouTube, uh, yeah, we're doing, like, a lot of video work right now. Very and cool. uh So, there's going to be videos for every song on this record. Awesome. And, uh, we may or may not release all of those the same day that the album gets released. Just be like, <laughs> you know, like a Netflix special. Yeah. Here's an all. Here's all of it. You know.
0: What? Do this this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. Binge this shit. You know. And then tomorrow you'll be watching fucking Stranger Things season four. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> so, just the way people can consume them now. So yeah. So uh, the website's a good spot, thirdeyeblind.com, to centralize everything. Yeah. And then uh, YouTube and then our Twitter and Instagram. You know. And it's all just third eye Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. Absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Unleash Your Inner Legend. For more inspiration, make sure to subscribe by going to UnleashYourInnerLegend.com. We'll see you guys next week.